1: I would take the trophy back to my room. I would take a shower with it and soap it down because a lot of dirty hands and mouths mouth have been on that. I can that see at that. that That's understandable. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give it a scrub. Yeah. And then go. Okay, now you're clean, Mr. Lombardi. Come into the bed with me. <laughs> All right, what up? Chris Sims on Button. Ahmed Farid's here. What up? We got a Thursday podcast. We're going to do a little bit more Super Bowl recap. We got an AMA, Ask Me Anything yeah. going on. We got some questions there. Now, I only got to what I would do before I got into bed with Mr. Lombardi. Now, what I do uh, once I'm in bed. Does yeah. everybody want to hear that?
0: No, there was a reason. I mean, would you or on. would
1: you not dry hump the Super Bowl trophy, Ahmed Farid? No, there's too many sharp edges on the whole thing. I think we, uh, It doesn't
0: have the composition that would make that very enjoyable. Well, yeah, it I mean. would be hard. But I think you can
1: find wait, a wait. way. <laughs> I think we can find a way. I think you can find it. You're creative. <laughs> yes, I made Ahmed co- uncomfortable Immediately. to start this. Yes, I'm very happy about that.
0: Although, it's funny. If you just came into the end of what you were talking about there, you go, Mr. Lombardi. Now that you're clean, now get, into, you're bed clean, get into bed with me. <laughs> exactly what he's <laughs> yes. talking about. You're so big and
1: <laughs> silver and shiny. Yeah. yeah. What big ball <laughs> okay, you have? Okay. Let's <laughs> okay. start again. Three, right. two, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. It's the offseason. All right. And yeah. uh, like I said, ask me anything today. We got Big Phil coming on. We got some things we want. I want to discuss the game. I have yet to really talk to my dad about the game. Really? Yeah. I've been like kind of holding them off on our natural phone calls during the week a little bit lately. So we can keep things fresh for the pod.
0: Your dad's so, been calling you. have been didn't.
1: Well, that's why him. I don't know. You, you've heard him complain a few times lately. Like, oh, he only calls me now when we talk. I, mean, yeah. I do it deliberately because we'll have the whole podcast on the night phone call the night before right. if I talk to him.
0: You go, Dad, I love our relationship. I want it to only exist only the pod, on the podcast. Only exist on the podcast. Only for social media, Dad. <laughs> Fuck
1: off in real life, okay? It doesn't count. Uh, and what else? We're going to get to Requiem for a team. Yeah, we it's got here. A tweet.
0: We got times two. 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 It was honestly one of the proudest moments of my life.
1: I know it was. You texted the group, text. Message Requiem for a team is here. Lives it lives forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Phil. Uh, Like I said, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have some fun about some of the drunkenness and drunk stories we saw in Kansas City yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that's really about it. And yeah, the
0: AMAs. I love the AMAs, and I do like we do uh, a lot. Yeah, but say thank you to everyone out there because everyone's so connected with this podcast, with you, and you've been doing it for a long time. We've almost been doing it for. A year, yeah. No, it's almost right. been one year, yeah. And we just get every time we do an AMA, we get a lot of really good questions, and we have again today. Yeah, it's good. I want to continue to do this
1: yeah. and keep you know keep the fans involved in the questions and the conversation and everything like that, and uh, keep me honest, keep me self scouting myself, uh, but. We got Big Phil on there. Big Phil's on the phone, a.k.a. Mr. 20 (laughs) Pull-Ups, a.k.a. Super Bowl Twenty One MVP. Dad, like, seriously, uh, in all seriousness, I'm proud of you, man. Like, that was amazing. It really was.
2: Well, that's nice of you to say. Um, Quite honestly, I was disappointed. Shut up. (laughs) No, I was. Because if I'd have had the right bar, it, the bar was too skinny for my big, fat hands. <laughs> so it took so much more effort, because I would have pulled my chest up there. Because, you know, they have those rubber grips. That's what I like. So yeah, they lock on. And You know, I can hang there for an hour. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do 25. But as soon as I got going, I said, oh, Christ, this bar. I, 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 but... <laughs> I don't, if I had to h- hang there for an hour, I was going to get it, so it didn't
1: matter. <laughs> well, so you knew this was coming. So not, yeah, what sure? was the story? Yeah, here. Dude, so you you explain the whole backstory because Ahmed I doesn't know what at the beginning though. of the
2: year, right? Somebody said something about pull-ups. I said I did three sets. I did fifteen, thirteen, and ten yesterday, and they go, "No, you didn't." I go, "Well, why would I lie about that?" That's what I usually do. That was my pull-up workout and all that, and. So it went on, and then about three weeks ago, it was going to happen. They didn't care how much money it was going to cost. they were going to make me do it on set, <laughs> so I'm making, I'll make the story quick. So of course, me, and you know me and I, and here I am, I overtrain incredibly. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing pull-ups like 50 40 and 50 a day. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, I wake up one day and go, "Oh my God!" I think I tore my rotator cuff or what. I don't know what it is back there. Right. But, so I couldn't do anything really. I couldn't do any pull-ups the last couple of weeks. It's probably a blessing in disguise. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I would. I know that it takes four or five days to rest before. I would have done that. But I wanted to do a trial run, you know. And if I had done a trial run, I would have done it with that bar. And I went, oh, okay, whatever. But I made it. It was good enough. I looked up in the dictionary, last thing, what the definition of a chin-up was. So uh, I watched it, and if you have any complaints, tough. Read the dictionary if you want to, and you'll see I got 20.
1: Well, yeah, what's the complaint? complaint? So people are complaining in, yeah. what your arms weren't straight enough on the way down? Well, first off,
2: my arms don't straighten out, so that's one. Yes. So <laughs> I couldn't straighten them out if I wanted to. But, hey, look, I hung down there a few times anyway. But, yeah, it doesn't say anything about... This and that mm-hmm. it tells you how to grab the bar and to get your chin only parallel with where your hand is. That's it.
1: Okay. All right. So, so there you go. Enough of the. So the ca- no, no, no. We're having one more talk about the con- <laughs> All right. first off at number five. I was nervous for you when I was watching on TV because you'd like five. I was like, oh, crap. Dad's in trouble at number five. And then number 16. But you gutted it out, and this is what this is the best part of it. And I want to know if you felt this. Like I felt like Brandon Marshall, Irving, Ray Lewis, they were like couldn't wait to crap on you, and they wanted you to not get it. But then when they saw you get to sixteen and seventeen, they started rooting for you, and the dynamic totally changed. And I think you finally got Ray's respect as an. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. That might be it. Ray even was
2: over and says I got to give it to you. You know he laughed, and so I said okay. And Michael Irvin, it was so funny. He didn't quite know what was going on. We came in, we're all sitting in a room we have just a we have like a five or ten minute production meeting, that's all. And Michael Irvin was you know, comes in and goes, Man, you know, I, I went to the gym yesterday, lifted some weights and 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 this and that and, and I went to do some pull ups I couldn't do one, and we all started laughing. And then he didn't—he didn't know we were going to do the pull-ups on the show that day, so it was so funny. You know, he brought that in there. Uh, I said, "Well, Michael, it comes with age. Do you do it?" He goes, "I couldn't." I well, he's so funny when he describes things. So, but it was, yeah. And, and I never—I yeah. never on that bar for one second was thinking I'm not going to get it. Never, even though I was psychologically thinking about how skinny the damn thing was, right, and all that, and everything, and honestly, I've done it before, and I usually do 13, or 14, or 15, like, fast. I'm down and up all the way, you know, and it's easy, so I was a little shocked, I was going, Oh, this is taking more effort, than I thought.
1: Either way, at 64 right, so years old, done. and yep. almost, I know you're north of 245, that was, uh, that was pretty strong there, old man. Yeah, yeah, you
2: know, that's what's, now here's the other crazy thing. Yeah. I've been, you saw me, I'm kind of mm-hmm. like on this plant diet. Right. And I thought, this is going to be great. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to lose a little weight and this and that. So I'm all excited. And then I weigh in uh, the night before and I stand on that scale. I really, I didn't really eat at all on Monday. And I said, damn, I'm still 248. <laughs> so I was like, Oh well, it just—I go on a diet and still don't lose weight. Yeah, well, uh,
1: hence the nickname "Big Fucker." No <laughs> shit. Well, Thank you. Well,
2: whatever. Okay. Uh, Prouder... I heard you called me Phil a minute ago. I was like, "Damn, I've never heard you say that." So.
0: Prouder moment: winning a Super Bowl or being able to do those 20 pull-ups on TV?
2: Well, if you watch oh, the show, did you see the piece by Mark Sanchez? Yes. Well, everybody going, "Oh no way! He couldn't have done it 20 years ago," and I'm like. <laughs> I know some of these people, I go, Wow, I wait till I see you You know and, right. and they said it with disdain a few people. I was like, Man, you know yeah, so I, I know. actually I actually got a little upset with some of the things. C C Sabathia was on the show.
1: Yeah, he, yeah.
2: And I think he said, Yo, you won't get over five. Right. And I was like, Wait, don't judge me against you. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> He's judging how
1: many he can do. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, of yeah. course.
2: He's going to go in the Hall of Fame and uh, all that. He did pretty well at what he did. He knew what was good for his body. Right. That's for sure. So, oh, got- well, the only guy that said I would do it, the only one, do you know who it was? No. Lamar Jackson.
1: Lamar had faith in you. Man, Lamar, Lamar likes you.
2: I know. Lamar. Not goes- even your
0: own family. Just Lamar. <laughs> just Lamar, not Chris Sims, not the uh, the whole family. I think you could have gotten more than 20. I think you could have kept going there. So, well oh, done. I was going to go. I was going to do
2: about two more. I was going to rest it and really <laughs> go really high and hold my chin up above it yeah. and just say a few choice words to everybody out there. But they pulled me down. That's what was up to me. They didn't allow
0: it. Yeah, they 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 wanted to celebrate with their teammates. Sorry, for, you got for it. For yeah. Take I was your going, victory. Oh, man, Take your
2: victory. T- and I really, I was going to pull myself up there, put my chin up on the bar, and just starts you know you know me i was going to spout off so.
0: well congratu- congratulations that was that was the big event over the weekend but we also oh, yeah, did, sure, we, we sure, did, sure. did have yes. the super bowl too and and <laughs> yeah. chris was telling me phil just a little while ago that he hasn't really gotten your thoughts on what you thought of super bowl 54 the big comeback by the the chiefs when it looked like the 49ers defense was going to be in a position to to lock that game up. So just kind of overall initial thoughts on on what the Chiefs were able to do in in winning that Super Bowl.
2: Well, you know, I heard uh Christopher talk about it a little this morning. Many there's just so many things. There really is. So big game like that. Yeah. And and all that, but you know, initially when I watched the game, I just thought, man, Patrick Mahomes is not sharp. I've never seen this. Then rewatching the game, I went Oh, my God, TV didn't quite tell the story.
1: Right. You're saying when he, you watched on film, you realized yes, it. right? He yeah. was
2: under much more pressure yep. and moving, getting hit, outside the pocket. The energy to play against that front yeah. is mental and physical. He had to run more than you've seen him. I mean, he had nine carries, but how many times did he get outside the pocket to throw? And how many times did he get outside the pocket and throw it away? Yeah, right. So, And then... You know, really, the mental pressure wears you out too because you you got to think about it a little, going okay, here's the past, but okay, okay I got to I got to make the read and get rid of it because they're they're just crashing on I'm it. Right. So that that was the first thing that really jumped out at me it was one of the first notes I wrote down, Patrick Mahomes, and and I, I used to say this all the time as an announcer, and and I, the guys that were working with me would see it if they watched some film with me, they go. Wow, this doesn't resemble the game I watched on on TV. I go, yeah, hmm. no TV. I don't know what to, what to say. It just can lie to you, right? Because we can't quite see everything, right? So that that was first. The game was hard hitting. Be real basic here. I think the Forty ers were winning the physical battle early, but the Chiefs toughened up on both sides of the ball, yep. especially on defense. And everybody wants to go the 49ers didn't run in this and this and this situation all that that's go ahead and say it well then when you watch it there are times the chiefs just basically put everybody to line of scrimmage
1: yes exactly and
2: dared them, and dare, which, which we said before the game yeah the, on the on the tele, on the podcast right you know you got to dare that the 49ers to drop back and throw the ball and don't give them a choice right and so so that you said it this morning, which I said on Showtime and all that. Third and three or less, whatever big moments they happen many, many times in the game. And Andy Reid had the four-top shuffle down there. He rolled Mahomes out with play-action pass. Right. He ran a couple options. Kelsey ran the wildcat. Yep. Uh, they threw their screens, tried all that. You know what? And they didn't work worth a damn. No. Because too much speed on San Francisco's defense.
1: Yep. Yeah. So that's
2: just a quick, that's just the first thought. But as the game went on, right. I just thought the Chiefs, you know, I don't want to say out-toughed them, but they got into the rhythm. This just hit. Right. And I thought, really, their defense really, really stepped up. Well, Especially, and, you know, coaching is such a big part. We'll talk about that real quick. Yeah. But Spagnola on Kansas City's defense, give him credit. He started guessing runs. He was right. Yep. Then he started using double team, double team. Right. And that made it a little tougher, too. So that's just – I know it's a lot, but no, there's but so much to the game. I, I We'd have to sit here an hour and talk about well, it. Well,
1: yeah, I'm okay, but I want to break some of that down. I mean, what you said first off, I know this we did have this good conversation. You know, and I don't know, you tell me if you think there was another game this year, but I thought it was the only game this year that the 49ers didn't clearly win the physical we're going to out hit you, um, you know, they didn't win that category. And maybe the Baltimore game would be the only other game I would look at all year where I went, ooh, the 49ers weren't definitively the more aggressive physical team on the field. Do you feel, do you feel that way the same as I do there?
2: Yeah, maybe when the game is over, I did. But that's, you know, first off, two things Kansas City's defensive front is huge. Yes. And guys grew up through the year. Kalen Saunders, we saw him the rookie. Right. You know, Derek Noddy played well. Mike Pinnell had big moments. Maybe not in this game, but he's a great reserve. We know what Chris Jones is. Right. So they and then they they played Reggie Raglan, You know, Reggie Raglan's a damn defensive end who right. plays linebacker. He's just a thumper. Right. Right. And he he got blocked a couple times, and they hit him, and they just fell to the ground. Right. I, mean, I think even George Kittle went out there once and hit him and went. What the hell did I just hit? Yeah, he's a he's
1: an old school middle linebacker, two fifty five, oh. like guys like you had on your team of the Giants.
2: Oh, no question. I right. mean he 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 looks truly like a defensive lineman standing up when you watch the tape. So yeah. yes, I think you're right because the Chiefs took chances. And of course, the other thing I thought finally what and it is always true, they never played a quarterback like Mahomes. Yeah. So that scares a lot of people. But here here's the other thing that that I talked about a lot during the week. Can the 49ers have discipline in the pass rush? Right. And the answer is they didn't.
1: They did not. No, they did not. I mean,
2: how many times let Nick Bosa go and everybody else protect your zone? Right. And because Nick Bosa truly was unbelievable. Amazing. And and he could have been the MVP and the game could have been over in the first half. He was inches away from total greatness, and, uh, you know, finally he kind of ran out of a little steam, and then they chipped him a couple times, too, which which really helped him. Well, So, but Mahomes getting out of the pocket, wore their defense down a little, and, you know, now he knows he can escape. Mentally, he feels better. And, you know, he had a little more time in the pocket, stuff like that, and he really settled down and made some uh, great throws as the game went on.
0: I think the 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 big uh discussion point now because I think both of these teams are set up pretty well for the for the future. I mean you got Patrick Mahomes you're going to be as good as long as he's there. 49ers with that solid defense you mentioned Nick Bosa. The the question for the 49ers is is Jimmy Garoppolo in, in this game specifically Phil what did you think of him there in the in the fourth quarter because the play action game was working for him pretty much all game until the final final two or three drives for him. Um and and do you think he is the guy that can deliver into the future for the 49ers. I guess if there's one question mark on the team, for a team that was, what, 13-3 and and, right. and and was 10 minutes away from winning the Super Bowl, I guess that's the, that's the big one for me.
2: Well, listen, he did what they trained him to do, okay? And now the play-action passes, the play-action fake five-step hit-and-throw game right. was unbelievable. right. In cut, in cut, in cut. Yeah. Big plays could have slam. gone for TDs. Right. Yeah. So a couple, whatever, all that. Yeah. but you know, I, I, I we got to be careful. Yes. In other words, he can win a Super Bowl with this team. There's no question. They got to widen out a little bit. As I'm watching the tape and everything, I'm going, man, it is. Even if I, I had a kid in high school, you would go. There's two one-on-ones outside. Pick one and throw it to him.
1: Right. They never do that, yes. And they don't
2: do it. So, Mm. you know, he can only do what's prescribed. So they're limited in their pass game a little bit, I think. And I've thought that all year. Yeah. Christopher, I know you said it. Ahmed, you've heard it a hundred times. And it was true, you know. And, And they got caught in that situation where finally they needed it. Yeah. I mean, what was... At one time Jimmy Garoppolo was 16 of 18.
1: Yeah, right. I think yeah, and I think he was 19 of 21 doing, at some point. Yeah. What's that? I think he was 19 of 21 at some point.
2: It might have been. And and the thing about it is too is those play action fakes, you know, Kansas City had no choice but to react to them Right. they did not hey, they they were willing to lose by letting him throw the ball. And so they were coming and there were wide open spaces in the middle, and of course as the game finally I guess did y'all hear Andy Reid said to uh, Steve Magnola, No, what? He goes, "Look, do whatever you got to do. Stop the run. Stop them. Get them out the field." Right, and so that's when they really went into their covers. Nobody back. Right. Everybody up. Yeah. Then they started doubling, which I think was a little tough. And then let's let's be honest. I don't know if it was fatigue, great blocking, or whatever, but the knockdown passes sometimes, if you're them going in the game. And another thing I, I talked about too. Yeah. Defensive linemen, yeah. raise your hand. Right. The ball is coming over the middle. Right. And it proved to be, it, it honestly could have been the deciding moment. That's right. Or the deciding uh, factor in the outcome of the game. Yeah, Chris
1: Jones, so many times, man, so, I mean, his value of what he did in that game will, will be overlooked. But he was one of the stars of the game along with Mahomes and Nick Bosa, who you already mentioned. All right. So we're on that. Well, and, and the other one. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. And let, let, last thing. Yeah.
2: George Kittle, Kyle Youzcheck. Oh my gosh! Again, you can't give them enough credit.
1: No, they're amazing. They, they don't
2: block. They they just they just they embarrass people. Yeah. And they're both good route runners. They both can catch the ball. And George Kittle probably was, I you know I'll be low three or four plays for sure that yeah. the ball should have gone to him. And, again, easy to see, watch the tape and see it. And, Christopher, you played quarterback, too. You know, but the problem is I think the read was to go to him, and it didn't. Yeah. That's why I thought I saw Kyle kind of talk to uh, Garoppolo on the sideline once. Right. And I could see that Kyle wasn't, like, hanging in there, Jimmy. He was like, w- w- what were you doing? Yeah, know, That's right. kind of what I thought it was. Right. So, all right. So let, we'll let, let, one let's day.
1: stay on that. I mean, that's the next thing. We hit Garage below. Now, you know, of course, the next thing is, is oh, oh, wait, Kyle Shanahan. Like, is there any. Any of those decisions, anything there that you look at, like I've said, you, you know me, I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the, a lot of the game management decisions. If I was going to sit here and complain about one thing, Kyle, I'd go, ooh, I wish we would have saw maybe a few more of those Debo Samuel runs in the second half or something like that. And that's being nitpicky. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and, and second guess some of his decisions. I think they were the right decisions. They just didn't work out. I, where do you stand with some of that stuff?
2: Well, first off, the Debo Sanders runs in the second half would not have worked because they were much closer to the line of scrimmage and they would have been able to react to it better and be right. in better position. And you could have been so in
1: trouble for big losses off of that because, because they yes. were blitzing the run game.
2: They were doing everything. Right. That's right. right. And so, And they crept up there. They had more people to tackle, all that. Yes. The decision at the end of the first half, if I was announcing the game, I would have gone just like this. I know why Kyle Shanahan is doing this. He's happy with the score being 10 to 10. He knows he gets it in the second half. They've really um, been physical. Things have kind of worked out okay. My quarterback is fine. And if we throw it, they got timeouts, this and that. If he'd have called one a timeout before they punted. And then, you know, and I know this and you know it. He knew 15 was on the other side. That's
1: right, right. And
2: it's just. You know, that worries you the whole game. Yes. And I think that was a huge part in that decision. Right. That wasn't talked about, but that was it. That was the decision, right? It's number 15 on the sideline. Right, right, right. You know, that's, hey, it's 10 to 10, Super Bowl. We're playing pretty well, this and that. Why take a chance? I'm happy we get the ball. Right. Let's get out of this first half and rethink what we're doing.
1: That's right. I'm the one with the better defense and the run game and everything like that. Why give Kansas City the chance to Mahomes to go down and score a late touchdown before the half and go in with all the momentum at 17-10 yeah. to 10 and then have the pressure on your offense to start the second half to go, you got to answer the bell or we're in trouble. Uh, Not only
2: a touchdown, even a field goal would yeah, have been huge.
1: Right, right.
2: You know, so that. And then, and of course, the other decision – you know, everybody talks about, well, it was second and five, and they threw the ball. And if you look at that defense, I don't care where they ran the ball. It was not going to gain a yard. Yeah. So Kyle was in a little bit of a let's run it. They reacted. Now let's in a decent. And he was throwing all those other passes were happening, happening in run situations that he hit the Debo Sanders, that he was hitting over the middle, the slant, or whatever it is. And uh, so – I mean, boy, are we got to go back and second guess, you know, every call mm-hmm. like that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, we are, we are. Well, I
2: know, but but we're wrong in I know. doing it. I know we are. You know, and he was it- managing the game, and 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 overall, um, yeah. I mean, yes, they're going to nitpick. Yeah, they're but going to nitpick,
1: all- especially with Kyle, because it's a 10-point fourth-quarter lead blown, and it happened before with him. So this is the easiest conclusion to come to.
2: Well, wait, wait, okay, yeah, I know, but the great defense did give up 21 points. Exactly, so I know. don't talk about that. The defense, because- the
1: team was built around the defense, and they didn't come through in a moment where the yep. game was served up, served up for them lead. on a platter you to go 10 points, third and 15. This is why we have five first-rounders on the defensive line, and they didn't come through.
2: Well, they were close. But it's hard to sometimes get to the quarterback and of course Kansas City had the perfect coverage uh, for the run that play. And I said that on the show, what of the wide receiver could run this route right. like that? Yeah. And I think um Brandon Marshall quickly goes, Tyler Lockett I said, Okay, I, I don't know if I can judge that, but I took the answer. And then who's gonna take a fourteen yard drop? Right. To throw yeah. the ball.
0: And throw the ball 56 yards there, off their back. There side. are some people that, that look at that play and say that Nick Bosa was held. I don't know if you've talked about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, no. We, we, I have, I've heard it, yes. I, I did not think it was holding. I understand there's an arm up around there. It's not like to me where Bosa is by him and then he's hooking him. That was more like, hey, I got a piece of him right here and I'm in this position. I keep all riding along. him that you know, way. His momentum exactly was going right. I, I kind of thought that. Yeah, uh, same right. Thing. So to well, me, the guy that hit him as he threw the ball was Armstead, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, my, I think it was. Was Armstead, who hit him on yeah, the right Armstead side came as he and hit it. Him. Right.
2: And, you know, yeah, he threw it off balance, you know, basically on his feet, no body throw, nothing, just armed it. But he anticipated it. He could see the corner. I watched it a couple times. He saw the corner, the concept, the corner felt nothing deep, no right. seam going. You know, he would read the seam. Nobody went up the seam because when Hill goes across, that kind of frees the corner up. Yes. And he covered the outside receiver going in or stayed there. That's why he was so wide open behind. And you've said it many times, and Ahmed, it's true. There's always a, a key breaker against every thought the defense can have. And that was just one they had that worked extremely well.
1: Okay. Now that's the next place I want to go because, you know, you've mentioned it a little already, you know, the pass rush, it dies out. We've seen – 3 10 point fourth quarter leads blown in the last 5 Super Bowls never happened before in any Super Bowl mm-hmm. we've seen 3 in the last 5 all 3 have been the Seattle defensive scheme you know you talked about spags he was doubling people and doing crazy shit in big moments you know to but, me he does
2: he's not a he has no I, you know, I don't look at his defense and ever go, oh, this is what they are. No, I know. They're it, game plan everything. specific.
1: Right. They're game plan specific. He'll, yeah. he'll If one week it's red, the next week he goes, nope, we can't play red. we got to play blue this week. And Blue's- the other
2: thing is, too, Christopher, he – I think he changes as the game dictates. I so, do, too, yes. Which is really awesome. Okay, but, so but you now my point with, this, the yeah,
1: with the 49ers yeah. thing, and like, I don't know, do you think there's merit to what I'm saying? To me, like, I, I, I feel like there there is an issue there.
2: Yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying. It's too they pass
1: to- rush reliant. It's 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 too much where I just look at it and go, a guy like Mahomes and Andy Reid go, okay, you know, we've had the ball 60 snaps. They've played this coverage 50 times. Let's take a shot on this play that we think is going to work against this coverage to where, and the big moment for the 49ers, So what you were just saying, Spags did something where it's hard for Kyle to really prepare for what the hell he's going to do and know what he's going to dial up.
2: Well, that, and, and two – they do do it, you know, if they would have played the whatever you want to play at four across by the secondary.
1: Yeah, their quarters play, right.
2: That would have taken that play away immediately. Right. So that was a big one. And they do play that.
1: Yes, and I know. A
2: really... You know, I don't want to get Ahmed. I, mean, I don't want to get like all these technical terms. Mm. But two safeties deep, but they play the corners deep too. Yeah, and you know, so they protect everything underneath, which they really did a good job with uh, the whole game. Yes, and and um, but they did on that play. I don't know if it was the formation, probably, but. but the, well, it was three by one. That formation I see people play four across all the time on it because it stops the deep crossers. It stops a route like Tyree kills, uh, Tyree kills route, and puts you in position, you know, to do what you want to do. Yeah. But what were you going to say, Ahmed? You were going to talk. I did We don't want to interrupt. No, you.
0: I think it was about that uh, that that last uh, sequence there and all all the different things that the. 49ers are trying to do defensively, and if they're they're mixing up their schematics enough, I I kind of wonder if you know it seems like at the end of every year we look at this year and you hear it all the time. It's a copycat league, right? Yeah. And whoever wins the Super Bowl, you're like oh, let's do things more like that. And I think if the 49ers had won, maybe we're talking about oh man, the return of the running game. Yeah. You know, sure. And, and we we even are, you know, but not every team can do that. Are there any things, that, any trends that we saw this year with Kansas City that we think is? This is a changing league and will try to be copied by other teams. Of course, they don't have a, well, sure. a Patrick Mahomes, but uh, w- what did we see from this year that, that might carry over into next year, you well, think?
2: Well, you know, it's really interesting. The first thing is, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's a, a decent athlete. Yeah. And I wish he would move more and run. Right. And and I think he could. I know he can. I, I know he's a good enough athlete to do that. And, you know, th- to play that way just a little more. But they're so locked in to try to do it the way they do it, which is great. They're in the Super Bowl, 10-point lead. Mm-hmm. I know all that. But, you know, the more you put in there, I think it just widens your chances. If things don't go the way we want, we get some bad breaks, we can still overcome. Right. And that – who who does that sound like? Sounds like the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Exactly right. Yeah.
2: I mean, all those little plays that Andy Reid had. I mean, the nineteen forty eight Rose Bowl. Right. Eric Bianami mm-hmm. talks about that. I'm like, come on. You know that that was, and you think it's oh come on, that's nothing. But here's what the answer to your question: more movement in offense. Don't be afraid to keep giving it to wide receivers and those kind of guys like Debo Samuel mm-hmm. that can come across the, the running backs playing wide receiver. That motions formations and just widen everything. You know, don't just go up there and stand. Make the defense think. There's it? What I always say, well, what do you? Why do you want them to think? Because you want to slow them down, right? And yeah. when you make them think. They they can't react as fast.
0: Yeah, Ravens did that too. I mean, Ray, I mean, you could argue that the three elite sure. teams are are very similar in that no respect doubt. of keeping the no defenses doubt. off balance. Yes, in Yeah, ways. yeah. They,
2: I mean, it's just formations and movement and, and everybody involved. And, and listen to, all those little plays were huge for Kansas City in the game. Huge. And we talked about this before. Andy Reid, after Mexico or the Chargers. Played this soft defense, and they were not ready and built to throw it underneath. Uh, He adapted. They they started designing more plays as the year went on and got better at throwing the ball short and stuff like that. And I think the other thing that was a huge difference in the playoff run uh, for the um, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes moved more in the playoffs than he did the whole year. The whole year.
1: You're exactly right.
2: And, and, you know, I don't know if that was conscious uh, on his part, probably because if he didn't like it, when he threw that interception to, who caught that shoot? Wait, Warner, 54. When he threw that interception, I don't know if I've seen him throw a ball or make a decision that bad the whole year.
1: Yeah, right. Right. I mean, I
2: really don't. He's very careful with the ball. Why? Because he knows he can wait for the next down. Right. And he knows he can move. And, okay, if it is a little dicey, he just puts a little more, uh, you know, hot sauce on it and gets it in there before the defender can make the play. Right. But that that when he threw that interception, I just go, I literally was in the, you know, sitting in our family room, which was awesome to watch the game at home. Yeah. And I just went, well, it's over. It's just, man, they just they don't have it today. Right. And the 49ers are just better. Right. Mm-hmm. And well, we all right. Last thing
1: before we go, I want this is the you're you're leading me right down the road I wanted to go anyways. Yeah, like. Give, give me your State of the Union on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you know, I know you and I kind of, like, texted and talked briefly earlier in the week. Like, uh, I think we both agree that he's the only quarterback in football that could have pulled that game off. But just, like, right now, after two years of him playing, you know, what are we seeing? What do you think it projects to be? Just give me your State of the Union on Mahomes, and then um, you're done with us.
2: Well, you know, even though his numbers – This year, what they were, he probably was a better quarterback this year than he was last year. Right. You know, in the sense of just playing the position the right way and teams adapted to their downfield passing game. You know, everybody in the league knows how now, because everybody tries to copy it, how to get the backside guy to drop underneath the deep crossers, all this stuff. Right, right. But, um, you know, I think he's the best player in the league. Uh, There's no doubt about that. I'm not a doubt, but I think he is. And I'm going to give you credit. Ahmed, this is the truth. The season is over like it is now. About a week from now, Christopher calls me and says, Dad, have you watched Patrick Mahomes yet? And I go, (laughs) you know, son, it's a long year. I'm trying to take a little break here to get some energy. And I haven't started watching the the quarterback, so I will. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the draft. And he's going on, I said, Whoa, whoa, settle down. D- wait a while. Don't go saying he's the best player in the draft. You don't know, <laughs> get a to humiliate
0: yourself. humiliate
2: of Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and he just goes. I did say this to him. I said settle down, because I go, don't go make a bold statement like that and, you know, see him go in the fourth round or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and he goes, Nope, he's the best. I'm sure of it. And whatever. And so I don't know when I did it. Um it's about three days later, four days, I said, Okay, let me watch him and I watched him and I went wow, that is really, really different. Yeah. It, you, you, the throwing, the movement. And then, of course, I looked up his size. I was a little shocked to see how big, and he is a big dude. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That, yeah, that would be one thing I'd say, don't get any bigger. Yeah. You know, because he, he is big. He can take the hits and all that, but, uh, but he wasn't a winner in college. I don't know if he should have gone the first round. You know, got to be a winner. You know, it's we play, want it's, that winning attitude. That's the only way you can get it done. You know, right. Andy I love Re-
0: all that. Andy Reid said the same thing though. I mean, hearing hearing from the personnel guys, there is that he, he's the best guy that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, right. Brett That's yeah, yeah. yeah Beach well, you know, you know what I
2: say. You know, I thought that year when he was a senior, I I thought Texas Tech will win the national championship. I just saw oh,
0: no way <laughs> you he thought he'd do that's it. A
2: right? a in baby. Right, yeah, right. But see, that's what happens, and it, it does every year. I mean, let's look at Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow could have stayed at Ohio State and maybe never played. Mm-hmm. Right, and and but he goes down to LSU, has a good solid year. He's he's projected late third, probably fourth round draft pick. They get an offense. He gets to show his skills off. All this. Mm. And then look what we got. Yeah. We got the greatest year ever by a quarterback. And you said it too, Christopher. Uh, how about the pros going to college? How'd that work out? Yeah. Oh, the pros are copying the colleges. Uh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, they do take some stuff from it because they're opening it up in certain situations more. But Joe Brady, with a pro system like the Saints, against SEC competition just abused it. Lot. Right, so abused that, I thought that was really interesting, too.
1: Yep. All right, man. You the man.
2: Okay. Good talking go to you, Phil. I'm going to go out with your, uh, my other son. And, uh, who
1: are you guys are going, who you going to throw with today? Who we got?
2: He's got a bunch of them, so here we go.
1: All right. It
2: yeah, is draft feet, season. my feet are hurting thinking about it. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right, Coach You guys Sims. have a great day. Coach i mean, nice up. to talk
0: great. to you. Good talking uh, to you, Phil. I'll
2: talk to you all next year. All right. See ya. See <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
0: Uh, that and that gets me thinking about Joe Burrow. It's so funny, and he's right. Right? What if he stays at Ohio State, doesn't play at all, and then he he gets un- signed as an undrafted free agent, and then he blows up in the NFL? It's all of a sudden the story is like, wow, look at this team developing this guy that was nothing in college, it's and now he's what,
1: yeah. Well, this is I try to explain this. This is where you hear me go off the rails on the quarterback shit yeah. sometimes about all the blame and all the credit and all that. You know, football is the worst sport sometimes. You could be on the worst team. You could be the best player in football, and if you're on the worst team, nobody's going to recognize it. Nobody's yeah. going to see it. It's going to affect your play, your performance. Look at Minka Fitzpatrick. He's a bust. He's horrible. He goes to a defense that he uses in the right way. He's the MVP on defense. Yeah. He, I mean, it happened in two weeks. He went from being a bust to this is the MVP of the NFL on defense. I mean, it happens all the time. And, yes, yeah, system fit. Everything like that is very real. You know, that's why I always hold people like Rodgers and Mahomes in a different category, because I don't believe that any of that matters with them. They're that talented, right? Deshaun Watson would be in that list. You know, Brett Favre, Elway, just didn't matter. But, yeah, for most of football and and certain positions, like – yeah, you, you need some help. You need a team around you, need yeah.
0: a scheme that knows how to use your talents and limit your weaknesses. We talked about it with Kyle Van Noy with the Patriots. I mean, he's drafted by Detroit, Detroit. They're like we don't have a right. spot for you. And he right. goes, Why did you draft me? And then he goes over to the Patriots. And, and they're like, Linebacker, we know how to use the linebacker 75 different ways. You wonder how many uh, like you wonder how many players are in that situation. Like, a lot. Like the stories would have been completely different if they were in a different situation.
1: Shaquille Barrett was a backup and he goes to Tampa Bay and he's leading the NFL in sacks because they finally use him as a pure D. He's not a stand-up outside yeah. linebacker doing things like that. He's getting the playing time he deserves and all that. It's just there's stories like that every year, and, and it's that's that's the brutal thing about football. We're too easy right now in this generation of, uh, oh, they've won. He's the best. Oh, they've won. He's the best. And I want to go, no, they, they, you just said they won. Yeah. He's just part of they. He's mm-hmm. really good, but You know, I'm not just gonna say he's the best because he was on they and they won. Right. You know, that's where I fight back against.
0: Jameis Winston was a turnover machine with the Bucks, and then goes to the Chargers and wins the Super Bowl. (laughs) Okay, I gotta see that to believe it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta see it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. So we gotta say congratulations. What? We gotta say it. Friend of the
1: podcast. Okay. Our man Josh Norris and the Roto World gang—they won the best football podcast at the fantasy, fantasy Sports
0: Writers Association Awards. That's, That's huge. That is awesome. Because I mean, there are – I didn't, I have not counted all of them. There are probably nine over, zillion? over 7 seven zillion. Yeah. I think it's up to 7 zillion now fantasy podcasts. Right. I, I believe it. But these guys have mastered it, and they do great work.
1: And not only do they understand players, they understand football. Uh, they're good dudes. And although the fantasy season is done, Roto World's still putting out podcasts. Mm-hmm. They're still doing work throughout the offseason. Yep. This week – they posted Super Bowl week interviews with Jordy Nelson and my buddy Gar- Gary V. I'm burping my coffee as I'm Gary saying this. V. But Gary V., social media star. All right? But check that out, the Roto World, World Football Podcast. It's a good group of guys led by our friend Josh Norris. Congrats to them. Awesome stuff. Keep tuning into that, everybody. Really Uh, good team, and they
0: don't—they don't just do football. So if you're interested in basketball and baseball, I got a baseball thing with them coming up next week, and so they—they do all that stuff as well. Okay, AMA time, baby. Some AMA. Let's stick with the Super Bowl here. We got Ricky Couture writing in, and this is kind of interesting because you know you have a dominant team in your division, and sometimes you wanna—you wanna. figure out well, like what's going on and how to stop them. How should teams in the AFC West build in response to the Chiefs team by adding weapons to compete or by fortifying the defense? So that was I, – I chose question number two that Ricky Couture – Sent us right there. So what do you what do you think teams should teams out west do anything specifically to try to slow down Patrick Mahomes well, in a draft situation? I, I think that's
1: your best way is to fortify defense. I don't think you can sit here and then just go, oh, I'm going to get in a shootout with Mahomes and company. I think we'll prevail. Yeah, like to me, that's not. Hey, listen, I know you want offense and you got to be able to put up points, and it is Kansas City. But I think your better bet is to.
0: Fortify the defense. What kind of player is that? Like, what are you looking for? Pass rush? Yeah, I mean, I think think, anything. Yeah, I
1: think, you know, if you look at the teams, and again, like, let's not forget the 49ers gave them a lot of troubles for three and a half quarters. We've seen the Chargers give them trouble. You know, yeah, you want to look for pass rushers and some lockdown corners. You know, or some, some difference makers at the sec- in the secondary, whether that's safety or corner, it doesn't really matter. But to improve those two units, yeah, I look at that mainly being the pass rushers, though. The best way to ever beat a great passing offense in an explosive offense like that is to be able to go, we have depth. And we have a really talented front four, and we got two guys on the edge mm-hmm. who can cause problems and get there by themselves where we don't have to blitz and compromise ourselves in cut But
0: then Mahomes just does a 20 step drop.
1: Well, it's, hey, that's them. right. It's going to be tough. You know, yeah. to what my dad said, the amazing thing about Mahomes in that third and 15 play, too, is not only the drop, he spent the first few steps of the drop just looking at the rush to make sure he was going to have the time to le- unleash that ball. And then it does. It puts a lot of stress on you physically, mentally, everything to always have to be looking at that.
0: Nick Balfour says, why don't more teams use the shanty running scheme? What elements do you need to make it successful? What sort of alignment? Pretty clear you don't need high-pedigree running backs for it to worse. Well, those guys are fast. Like, yeah, most are one of the fastest that, running backs in the league.
1: The, you're right. You, you know, you don't, they don't need, like, yeah, this, you don't need Saquon Barkley or, you know, Nick Chubb or anything like that. He's right about that. But yet he still has guys that, yes, are explosive. And Shanahan finds running backs that are no nonsense. I want one cut downhill, pedal to the metal. That's it. We're not. You know, you never see them dance, right, in Sanford, You never see no. these guys like doing this behind the line. So they don't. If they do that, it's like, oh, you're out of the game. Tevin Coleman's in. Right. Oh, you're out of the game. Raheem Mostert's in. Oh, you're out of the game. Breed is in. Like that's not. So he's got a great vision for that, and then teaching them offensive linemen, athletic. He's more into the look at them. You know, look at his own line there with the Falcons, with the Redskins, with the Houston Texans back in the day. More about athletes than physical size and domination, right? We see the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are like, we're bigger than you. We're stronger than you. We're just going to plow downhill and just move you out of the way. No, the 49ers are a little bit more like we're athletic and we can ask our O-line to move. And within that inside-outside zone scheme, we got guys that can really run down the line of scrimmage and stress these D-linemen who are trying to stay in the gap while the guard and tackle are running to their right and pretty fast at it too. You know, those are the issues. And then the biggest thing is this to my man Nick. Nick, you know, Shanahan is Shanahan because he's not going to, you know, people don't know how he's coaching some of these things. You know, he didn't, like, teach Sean McVay and Matt Lafleur every trick about his running scheme. He knew he might have to play them again one day. This is what goes on in football. You know, I've talked about Josh McDaniels used to lock himself in the room in New England, come out with a game plan. He wasn't going to tell the whole staff, you know, hey, Chad O'Shea, this is what I did to screw this defense over so you can come back and use it against us when you go to Miami. Yeah. Right? So... You know, Shanahan's got nuances there. Or if something
0: works that you weren't thinking about, you're like, yeah, that's what I thought would happen. Well, yeah, you're yeah, right. Or,
1: and he's just very creative that yeah. way. Shanahan really knows how to coach the nuances of the run game and then find other really creative ways to coach other plays in the run game where they're just more advanced that way than other coaches because he's just smarter and more creative to think
0: of the different ways to do it. That leads to Freddie, who just said, how is Kyle doing? Have you talked to him at all? Uh, just a text yeah. so far. Did and you'll be right, I mean, right back? I I know he wrote
1: back, but yeah. he, uh, he's I, I don't need to ask him how he's doing. I, you know, this he lives this. His family lives it. I know they're heartbroken. You know, I know my wife saw Kyle's sister in town the other day because Kyle's sister lives here close to us. You know, and she went to Texas with me and Kyle as well. So I've known her for a long, long time. I and mean, She was heartbroken. You know, I know they are. You know, he he lives this. He puts his soul into it. And, uh, you know, he borderline kills himself every year to coach a football team. I mean, he does. He used to lose a patch of hair on the back of his head because mm. he would stress out so much. I mean, that's, that's how much he loves it and cares about it. So
0: I know he's down, and he's still working right now, and uh, he'll rebound. Adam Alberti says, uh, what have all the other analysts seen this year that makes them believe that Richard Sherman is a top five cornerback while you don't think he's even top ten? So the the numbers were very flattering for sure. Richard Sherman all year. I mean, yeah. He basically gave up no big plays until the two biggest games of the season, yeah. the NFC Championship game to uh, Adams and then what happened with Watkinson Hill in the uh, Super Bowl. I mean, numbers wise, he yeah. was a top five corner. Now, it's sure. like you were saying before, it's a team sport. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, what, what are people seeing? I mean, individually, well, they're probably uh, still assessing him as one of the top five cornerbacks. They are. They say. I mean,
1: they are. You know, I've had to have this con- – it's a good question by Adam because I've had, this qu- I've had to answer this question on the radio a few times this week because now people are questioning if he's top five because yeah. they saw Sammy <laughs> Watkins run by him. Yeah. And I want to go just, you know, it's, it's blatantly wrong. I mean, top five, top ten, it's, that's, it's fucking insane to think that about Richard Sherman. It's insane. He's not in that category. Now, why do people say that? Because they don't study – it's an easy take. Oh, it's a big name, and he's on the best passing defense we've seen in a decade. It has to be because of him. People like to draw conclusions without ever looking up like facts of matter. That's what I've come to in this business. Mm-hmm. Oh, this team won, this team lost? Let yeah. me look at the stat sheet and see what makes sense, and then I can blame or give credit yes, to that.
0: Yes, much easier to do that. And I, much I can easier talk to do that. experience. Exactly
1: right. Yeah. I know it is. I get it. <laughs> but it's just like, then, but that happens. What happens is, one guy on TV says it, and it filters down, and everybody starts all of a sudden to becomes groupthink. It, it does. And you just go, wait, I just saw one guy say this on this channel, and now seven other guys are saying it throughout the week. And they're all wrong. Every one of them. But they've all just gone with it. Because it was easy and oh it sure makes sense. I mean it makes sense, I mean, it makes sense way, right? right? If you see the
0: numbers and you're like, oh it right. kind of makes sense. And right. he's kept up with that guy that won play and they won the game. Right. Okay. He plays zone, all right, more times than not. As you see,
1: he's not a real great he's never been a great, great like island man-to-man corner. You know, and again, I'm not, I'm trying to say this with respect. I'm just trying to give you guys some 2020 scouting here. Yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame, I got to let. But he also had like the best pass Russian football around him, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to help his numbers out and do things like that. Uh, teams are reluctant to throw the ball outside the numbers. They weren't always that way in the 80s and 90s, but this day and age, with formations and coaches being more creative and movement and things like that, they find more ways to attack the middle of the field. But yes. He is not one of the top ten corners. And really, hey, maybe I'll come out with a list here soon of the top corners in football. But in my heart of hearts, I have a hard time thinking he'll be in the top 15. It'll be a borderline whether he's top 20 or not, really. And just, just, just thinking about it right now off the top of my head.
0: We're going to be talking about Tom Brady until, huh. until no. his, uh, until his until decision has been made. Well, probably true. He that should is probably still be true. playing,
1: and they'd win Super Bowls, even though he's in a wheelchair at 94 years old.
0: NFL Latino says, uh, this one's interesting. Is Tampa a good possible destination for Brady? Two great wide receivers, two good tight ends, some pieces on defense, good coach, cap space, great location to live. An improvement over Jameis, surprised it doesn't get mentioned more often. What do you think of Tom Brady? Throw that into the mix, the Buccaneers. Well, I mean, yes, there's, a, there's offensive explosion
1: and firepower there, yes, for a guy like Tom Brady. You know, I, I, just, I just think the, the, the big thing is, all right, I'll, I'll say this, is Tampa a high-profile enough city for him to go to? I don't know about that. I, that's what I mean. First off, I, I really think it's like L.A. or Miami for Tom Brady. I really think that's it, or New England, and I would still bet on New England. You know, to go to a place with Bruce Arians, too, that's going to be two big egos, right? And you got that. Brady's going to want to have some of the things he likes in his offense. Bruce has a way. He wants things to be done. Does Brady want to sit back there and hold the ball for nine seconds every play? Because Brady didn't like holding the ball this year. Yeah. So now you're going to sit there in 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 an offense where the coach literally tells you you're going to get fucked up this year but just hang in there and keep throwing the ball down the field. I mean, that's what he tells them. Yeah. He told Jameis Winston to put on 20 pounds last year because I'm going to throw the ball deep, and you're going to get pounded. All right? So, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happen. I, like I said, it makes sense from the football standpoint. and I get that. And You're a quarterback. You love to throw to those weapons. But, you know, that's a team that still has a lot of work to do. And I just don't know if that's the right scenario for me and where Brady and Giselle would live. I don't know about that either. There's yeah.
0: probably some good restaurants in Tampa. There it's is.
1: I live there. Hey, listen, I, Tampa, yeah. I was all for it. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. plenty of
0: good restaurants. There definitely is. As you're talking about this, yeah. a tweet popped up from uh, Phil Perry, who covers the Patriots for NBC Sports yeah. Boston. Right. He said, uh, could Brady install the Patriots offense elsewhere if he leaves? Quarterbacks I spoke to said he'll want his system just as Manning did in yeah,
1: see, people see they hear this is the new theme. This is the new media thing, and we're mm-hmm. just going to talk about. And Man- Manning is not Brady. Brady is not Manning. Okay, Manning was truly like a coach. This is the greatness of Peyton Manning. He truly was a coach. He would run practice like Tony. When when Tony Dungy took over the Colts, he knew he was like I, well, Peyton's got his offense, and yeah. we're going to be our, right our offensive Peyton coordinator offense. is the quarterback. Right. Yeah. I'll take the defense, and I know him, and you know Tom Moore. They're going to figure out the offense, and that's that. When he went to Denver. Adam Gase was there. You know, it was like, oh, and, and uh, you know, I'm blanking on the, um, the other coach that was there, but they knew what they were getting. Oh, Peyton has his formula the way to – you know, Brady, of course, if he goes somewhere is going to want some plays that he's had in New England installed, sure. But it's just a different dynamic as compared to what Brady and Manning did and how they were created. Brady was created to be like the ultimate sergeant, right? The general tells him, hey, here's our plan on the battlefield. I'm giving you a lot of different plans. You need to be really smart to digest all this. And then, hey, you need to go out there and execute it. And Brady's very – that's the greatness of Brady, executing a really detailed, intricate, deep playbook with so many rules and then making all the big throws and the big moments. But – He's not the kind of guy that comes in on a Tuesday afternoon and is like, "All right, hey Bill, here Josh. Here's here's my here's the plays I like. Here we go." No, that's not. They're going, "Hey Tom, here's the plays we like." And is there any that you strongly disagree with because we're going to move on? Yeah. And he looks at it and, you know, I like this. Hey, did you, you know, he might add one. Hey, I like maybe this play this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea, Tom. But it's not like Peyton Manning where he comes in on a Wednesday and it's like, hey, guys, here's the offensive game plan for the week. Peyton, Peyton's been collaborating with Adam Gase and everybody else. And this is what we came up with. It's just a different dynamic that way. And that's why I don't think ultimately he'll leave. I don't. I, I don't think he has the guts to lead, and I don't think Ooh, he would want to leave. You're calling him chicken. Well, I know. I don't mean it like that, but it's like, <laughs> why? Why would you leave? Yeah. Your team's close. I agree. you got a great system.
0: Josh McDaniels is still there. Unless there it. is this burning desire to just try something different. Maybe, right. Exactly right. Saying, we we want to do something different, right. right? You only have one life to live. Let's see what else is yep. out there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk a little draft here? I sure. Don't, were, you were taking notes. Was it on these draft questions here? I, well, not? I did. They gave me uh, PD Dimalitis. Mm-hmm. He gave me update on uh, just ones to wrap my head around, and one of them was a draft one. We'll do just a couple draft ones because we go heavy into yeah. draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You're we're going to go hard. Good, you do such a good job with the draft and identifying players that maybe are getting overlooked uh, a little bit. Let's get one from King Willie J. King Willie J. With no left-handed quarterbacks currently starting in the NFL. I didn't know that. That's true. No, no lefties right there. Yeah. Do you think that Tua, being a lefty, will put any teams off drafting him or move him around the board? And you you know this from, uh, from yeah. experience yeah. here. What, no, what's it
1: like? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to affect draft status or anything like that. Now, will coaches evaluate him and go, ah? Oh, I'm gonna have to flip this
0: around. Yeah, when I, I call. don't want to think that hard. Right, Justin it, Herbert's just as good. Maybe <laughs> yeah, well, let's go right. with Herbert.
1: It's gonna annoy like Gruden used to annoy me sometimes. You know, annoy him sometimes. I'd get in the huddle and he'd be getting, he go, oh, I got to call the other way. <laughs> Fucking lefty. You know, <laughs> he'd say something like that. Yeah. And I just like, yeah, sorry, I don't yeah. know what to do. I don't, yeah, you know, I could sorry. try to throw it with my right. It's not yeah, work I could out try. The wrong. results won't be the same, but <laughs> I, I think it'll be more of that. I I, I think that the talent, the charisma. You know, the way, the the, the the what we'll see on tape from Tua, I think is, yeah, it's too good. Nobody's going to be deterred by him being a lefty other than just talking to themselves and going, oh, this is a pain in the ass. i got to switch this around.
0: Justin Sandu says, which college players are you most excited to see at the Combine? Who do you want to see perform and see a little bit more out of?
1: Yeah, th- this is a good question. And there's a few here that jump off to me. I mean, first off, hey, let, Captain Obvious, okay? Yeah, I want to see Chase Young. I mean, fuck, he's built like the Predator. So, yeah, I'd like to see what he's going to do. He looks like Jadeveon Clowney and Miles Garrett and a guy that's going to be able to put up, like, Greek God-type numbers, right? So, yes, I want to see him. I mean, without a doubt. He looks like one of the more freakier people we've seen come out in the draft in a long time. Isaiah Simmons... The linebacker, safety, corner for the Clemson Tigers. Sure. I mean, I don't, number 11, if anybody wants to just watch one of the freakier athletes I've seen in college football the last few years, it's that guy, number 11. And I, you know, I said those positions because Ahmed, when you watch Clemson, he's 6'3, 230, and he does all of them. I mean, he's linebacker, he's defense end, he's nickel corner running down with a receiver, mm. he's safety on one play. I mean, he really has some skill set, and I think he's another guy that, like, yeah, at 6'3", 230, I think he could run a high 4'4 and jump like 43 inches in the vertical. I think we could see freaky numbers like that. Jerry Judy for Alabama, hands down, want to see him. I mean, to me, he just popped so many times on uh, watching games this year. He looked like one of the most explosive, fast people in football. Uh, and Justin Herbert, the quarterback for Oregon. You kind of you like him. Like I like him. I have like a man him. crush on him. I think he has superstar potential. You know, he's a guy that I really think would benefit like Mahomes, just be a year on the bench and then play. But I think he has a chance. I mean, he's six, he's six five, borderline six six. Yeah. He's two hundred and forty pounds. He can really run. And he has a big time arm. Is there a chance Justin
0: Herbert could be your number one quarterback?
1: Uh yeah, I'm gonna say there's a chance, yes. You know me. I'm not gonna be like cornered into like, oh, everybody thinks Joe Burrow is the best quarterback. You know, I already heard this shit before. I heard this in the Mahomes, like what my dad just said on the podcast. Everyone, oh, I made those comments. I had NFL people texting me, like, you're crazy if you think Mahomes is it. You know, by the end of the springtime, everyone was like, damn, Chris, you, you were right. I had the same shit with Lamar Jackson, too. I, I'm still pissed about that because I went to the NFL owners meeting and had people in the media and people in uh, front office people, Lamar Jackson, huh? Because I said he was the best quarterback originally coming out in that draft. Mm-hmm. And I backed off of it a little because of the public pressure a little. And I went, ooh, you're like, all these people can't
0: be wrong. Right, maybe I'm
1: wrong. Maybe it does need to be there. And I'm pissed about that I backed off. And I also want to see those people and be like, yeah, that's right. Remember you, Lamar Jackson, fuck you. Let's move on with the owners meeting. That's (laughs) what I want to say to some of these people.
0: Uh, This leads. There's a couple questions on the NFC North. Yeah. And there's one here from ASW Pack and talks about a guy you just mentioned, uh, Jerry Judy. Would you like to see the Packers make a Julio Jones-type draft day deal to trade up for Judy, do they need to give Aaron Rodgers something like that in this year's draft? I would like it. You you know,
1: I mean, if anybody's been listening to me, I've been asking for this. Yes. They need another. If they want to be able to run the ball and maximize Rodgers. They need a guy that scares the shit out of you on defense, like Tyreek Hill does for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Devontae Adams is real good, but again, he's not that kind of guy that's like, oh, we got to double-team him, oh, he's going to beat us for 70-yard touchdowns if we don't do this all game long. He's awesome. I'm not trying to t- – it's just not what he is. Yes, I would like to see them do that. I would. I would love Jerry, Judy, or just somebody who's a game-changer. You know, we yeah, I, I, that would be awesome. And to me, it's a real need for, for the Packers if they think they want to, like – Beat yeah. the San Francisco's of the world next year, and Seattle's of the world, and all that. I do think they need that other weapon. If you want
0: a receiver, it's a good year for you. It is because there, they're, – I, I don't know. Have I heard maybe five I first round receivers that's or fair. like that? You
1: know, yeah. You talk. You the. You know the Clemson kid. You know the Jefferson from Alabama, the two, I mean from LSU, the two Alabama kids, the kid from Colorado who I haven't seen a lot of I mean I think there is I think there and it helped
0: last year too yeah. because there were there were a few that went high first second round, and a lot of them yeah produced. they're ready right they both we just watched Debo Samuel Debo, was top yeah. of the second round right I mean he's the go-to guy for the 49ers down the stretch uh, Ben Moxon says, will the Detroit Lions ever not make me miserable? And I can answer that as a Detroit Lion fan. Yeah. Uh, the answer is no. They will <laughs> never not make you miserable. It will always they'll always be kind of in it and there will be hope. They'll have a great player like a Matthew Stafford or a Barry Sanders. Right. And they will even have a lead late in the game, but they will lose that game. Maybe not their own fault. It could be the referee's fault as yeah, well. Yeah, like they got fucked over in Green Bay this Correct. year. Correct. Right. So, so no, they will never not make me miserable. Yeah,
1: um... Like, this is a big make-or-break year for the Detroit Lions. It really is. And I, I want to say they're one, of the, you know, they're one of those teams that I kind of got a little, like, you know, star next to to go watch out because I don't think they're totally far off. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, Stafford was playing really well. You talked about them getting screwed over in a few games. Man, they had the Chiefs on the ropes. They had a bunch of games where they played well and didn't come out on the end. And I think a lot of that was because Stafford wasn't playing. Then Carryon Johnson got hurt for a number yep. of times. They need some difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's where they gotta go. I think this is a big year for Detroit. I think of course, you know, they get the Martha number Ford. Three pick. Right. Martha Ford, you know, she's let it be known already that this is this is it for Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. I think they know that and I don't think they're far off. I don't. Hmm. I think they need difference makers on the the edge of their defense on pass rushing and they need some Legit corners, if Patricia wants to play defense like the New England people play, he's got to get some more shut-down guys, and we'll see, because Darius Slay, I believe, is a free agent as well.
0: It would be good if they could get Chase Young, which leads to our next question from Waiting for Redskins News, and he says, if the Redskins draft Chase Young, does that give us any chance to at least make the playoffs next year?
1: Yeah, the Redskins are in, like, the money spot right now, right? I mean, they really are. Number two. Number two, does somebody want to go up and get a Tua, a Herbert, you know, does somebody just want Chase Young? Mm-hmm. You know, they're in a spot where, man, let me just say the Alabama boys in the middle, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, that's special. You got Montez Sweat in the first round last year, too. Freak of nature on the edge. Ryan Kerrigan, yeah, it's coming to an end. It's coming to an end. This was the worst year of his NFL career, I thought. And my, you know, so that would be one guy where I'd go, man, yeah, you get a guy like Chase Young and Montez Sweat, those two, like, you're going to be the best defensive line of football. And that's going to be a game changer. Now, does anybody offer you a king's ransom to where maybe you drop down to eight or nine? And is there another pass rusher in the draft that maybe is not Chase Young, but just a smidgen below that you can feel like fits that role, too? Like, I know the kid from Penn State is very high regarded. I haven't watched him on film yet. I can't tell you that. But that to me
0: is the, the things they're gonna have to flush out about how they want to attack this draft. Because they're one of those teams that doesn't appear close, right? And it's right. like the conventional wisdom is get as many assets as you can. Yeah. But sometimes those players are so good you don't like a Nick Bosa, you don't want to pass up on No, them exactly like they're they're game changers. Yeah. They, they are.
1: And I mean Chase Young, yeah, it looks like he has the potential to be like a Nick Bosa, where you go, you know, it's the rookie year, but he's
0: already one of the best defensive players in football. We have international homies. We get we get questions from them from time to time. We do. We love them out there we do I mean we, we had we had people from London
1: at our live podcast at the Super Bowl really they flew down to the Super Bowl and they came and it was awesome to see that support did we, we
0: talk about that you had did you have a fun time with that
1: we did Getting a lot of fun meet some of the homies we there? did it was yeah. great it was it was a lot of fun a little fan interaction and some jokes and yeah
0: it was a lot of fun they, I, I knew they were fans of ours because the questions were really good they, they were. They were. Yeah, was they a- knew some backstory, and they were. They, they did. Were yes, good. they did. They were all over it. Andrew Blair says, "Hello, Chris. Just watched at Pro uh, Football Talk on Sky Sports in Scotland. What is your problem with the tiger stripes on the Bengals helmet? It's the best looking helmet in the NFL. The bigger problem is uh, the team has bigger problems than the uniform. That is true. They do have some big problems, but he likes the uniform." And the helmet. Andrew Blair. I love Scotland, Sky Sports,
1: Braveheart. Love it all, okay? You'll never take my freedom. Yeah. You're fucking crazy, okay, Andrew Blair? It's the ugliest helmet in football, all right? It's the ugliest. Do you have one that's uglier? Uh... It symbolizes loser, all right? That's what it symbolizes. Mm -hmm. I'm saying they just need to rebrand, like the Broncos have done yeah. and other teams have done that have mm-hmm. changed their uniforms and have changed the outlook of their organization. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. And my biggest point is there's no fucking bangles in Ohio. So, let's just why don't we just come up with a new nickname in general? Where the hell did they get that
0: from anyways? We've talked we've talked about having it where you start the year with no stripes. And then as the year goes on, you earn your stripes. I just want a black
1: helmet with orange bangles word written on the side. All right? And really, black you're talking and really, old, really old old. Yeah. I, the old school helmet was an orange helmet with black word bangles on the uh-huh. side. I want the opposite. They need to rebrand. That's all I'm saying. Their brand, people look at those stripes, Andrew, and just go, oh, it's the shitty fucking bangles. <laughs> That's what people do. Yeah. That's why I think they need to change
0: okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Is there an uglier helmet to you? I mean, I don't know all the... He- uh, well, here, here. You edge. want me to pull up the not Look at you. You're Jaguars going to pull don't the don't stand huh? out to me. No. Uh, I hear you. Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah. You think it's the ugliest is what you're saying, basically. I think just because they've been bad for so long, it makes it look bad. Right. I yeah, mean, When, when this, you're yes. not good, it's like, wow, that's really ugly because that team always loses. Right. All the time. Right. So we, I mean, yeah, let's do it. I mean, if
1: anybody out there, let's let's do a like, you know, we can power we rank five. Con- ugliest, contest. Five no.
0: ugliest helmets. Top five best helmets. Whatever. No, let's it may be part be. of the solution. Yeah. Let's let's try to rebrand the Bengals. Okay. We'll do a segment where we come up with a new, maybe even a, a, whatever. New name is even not out of the question yeah. for the Bengals. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you. That's yes. Right can, can we re- find
1: re-brand. something that's relevant to the state of Ohio and Cincinnati other than a animal that doesn't
0: live on our continent. Nothing is off-limits in a rebranding of the Bengals. Nothing is off-limits. Matt says, how do you feel about the Jaguars moving two games to London? I like
1: it. I kind of, you know, for the Jaguars and being still a, you know, fairly new team as far as the NFL is concerned, Mm -hmm. you know, again, you know, of course there's money involved here. You know, you you watch Jaguars games. I mean, they have – You know, it's a fake sellout. It's a tarp over, like, 15,000 seats every game, right, where they say, oh, these seats aren't available, so we can still say it's a sellout. Yeah, okay, right. So I I have no issue with it. I don't. Now, I don't think a team can work out long-term in London. I really don't. I don't see how that happens. I agree with you on that. How does that happen? And if I'm a free agent, I don't want to go there. You're going to uproot your family, get into different school systems. How is the pound to dollar going to work, all those things? How is the travel schedule going to work? Everything like that—that's an issue for me. But for this, you know, I like it. The Jaguars have kind of got like two homes, and I- I'm cool with that.
0: This one comes from Ian Duran, and as our final one before we move on to talk a little bit about the parade. Yeah. How dank is Taylor Ham? Ooh, dank. That's such a Jersey word. Yeah, that's a dank. And Taylor Ham is what exactly? Dank and swag.
1: And what is Taylor Ham? Taylor Hamm? Ham egg sandwich. That's like—it's a Jersey like. Like,
0: staple. Is it a restaurant, or no, is it you can it's buy like a, it at it's the a, store?
1: it's a Taylor Egg ham sandwich that's like, you know, Jersey's famous for its diners. We get diners everywhere. Yeah. You know, little things like that, and that is one of the go-to breakfast sandwiches okay. that... I would never eat. So never. it's not dank at all. Not dank. It's swag. Okay, that's what that is. Schwag. Shwa- uh, what's swag. Swag. dank and swag from everything I was ever in high school with was about your about weed. Like if it was good weed, it was dank. <laughs> if it was bad, it was swag. All right. Okay. And that's what, he wants to talk about how dank is Taylor Ham, and I'm telling it's swag. You know, Ham is swag, right? I don't. I'm not a big ham
0: guy, and I'm definitely not eating chicken period with it. So that's not happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what, so what was the best? Part? He wants to know what the best part of growing up in North Jersey. Not the Taylor Ham. Um, no,
1: I don't. The Man. best part
0: of growing up in New Jersey is just like the
1: in-your-face style that New Jersey has. It's mm-hmm. just it's ultra competitive. Speak a, your mind. It's a bunch of people crammed into a small area,
0: usually a gym, G-
1: gyms, cultures, meatheads, everything like that. To me, yeah, that's Jersey. I mean, you know, I heard a comedian once say, like, you know, if you go to New Jersey, go to the boardwalk, you got to be you got to be ready. To answer one question, and you gotta be able to answer it quickly. And that's what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> right? And if you don't have
0: that answer, yeah. you're going to get shit on at the Jersey Boardwalk, all right? And if you're smaller yeah. than the person asking it, the, the answer should not be you. No, right? Definitely not. Uh, not no, no if, he,
1: if he's got gold tips, right, and a gold chain, yeah. and he's wearing a wife beater and has really big muscles, just be like, oh, sorry, nothing, excuse me. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> I don't even have eyes, right. to be honest with you. Jersey meatheads grow on
0: trees in Jersey. <laughs> uh, we do from time to time, and I don't know if you've checked it out on the YouTube page, Chris and i look at pictures. Yeah. So the, the week Goes on, and we take some of the best pictures of the week, and we look at them. Am I going to be edited here if there's something? And then we talk, No, we can't now Good. B- because we're just looking at like five of them from you the guys uh, are screwed from the uh, screwed from the Chiefs parade. Yep, that was yesterday, and so here's our first one, and we'll try to describe them for our audio audience yep. out there. Uh, but you can probably picture them, and maybe you've seen them before. Patrick Mahomes on top of a double-decker bus, pouring beer onto the people down below. That is, like, first off, I really respect Mahomes, like, just being one of the
1: guys and going all out. Like, just throwing beers down, chugging it. Like, we don't really see quarterbacks act that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's why, like, you could tell the team loves them. That looks like what is that white sticky substance coming
0: yeah. out what is that long white string is that yeah. true is that the beer it's, still it, it like froze i think it instantly froze in the air and now it's pouring and i think travis kelsey was below at, at one point trying to drink that beer was he really they were having a very fun time
1: oh they were having a very fun time they definitely kicked back some beers there uh
0: this past week for and sure. andy Reid was up on stage everyone cheering for him looking sporty in the white pants sexy he,
1: white south beach miami white pants
0: and his coat was very slimming too i don't know if you saw the coat it was very just very a very slimming attire for andy Reid. he that, looked he looked sharp That he did that outfit took that outfit took 70 pounds off of him
1: i mean that's pretty amazing <laughs> Here, and then he's making the bold statement right yeah about we're gonna be back next year yeah and then it, that he got his wife next to him Ooh man look at that jacket right there All that cost a pretty penny i did that's that's, that's over expensive. under thirty thousand dollars for that jacket a uh, over, under, over, no, over, and he's rich as hell. It's over, okay. That's <laughs> all right. and the matching for... hat, definitely over thirty
0: thousand on that that coat and hat match match right there. Here's Travis Kelsey. Um, he was wearing the the WWE belt, and it was the championship belt, and it, and he's got the microphone and he's. It's almost like, a, do you smell what the Rock is cooking? <laughs> That's moment, what it, it was. Like that. What, is that what he said? I mean, he was it?
1: going all wrestle. I mean, hey, him and his brother, they got the two best post-game Super Bowl speeches I've seen in a while. He was going total WWF. And then did
0: you see the the tweets well, from the police department?
1: Well, I want to like oh. point out first off, okay. I mean, we were on jackets, that jacket. For a Louis Vuitton Kelsey. blanket and a Louis Vuitton jacket and the same thing. And... I know how much this coat costs. How much? 20000 This one was 20000 That 000. one was 20000 For Kelsey. Right. So that leads you to believe that, yes, Andy Reid's wife's jacket is definitely more than 20000 Now that I know that piece of information, I'm going over. You're going right, over, right? 20000 right.
0: Yeah, that's a big-time jacket right there. But uh, Does champagne and beer come out of the jacket? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. hope it, I hope it does. We're going to have to buy a new one. Uh, here were the, uh, the tweets coming from the, the police department, which the Kansas City Police Department, whoever runs their social media, funny person. Very a funny. A very funny person. Uh, total arrests from the parade rally area today, five. Two from police pursuit on route, one on a horse, one at <clears throat> Union Station, one belligerent guy who fell out of a tree. Well done, Chiefs Kingdom, Chiefs Parade. And then it said a follow-up tweet. It said, to clarify, it was a person riding a horse was arrested amazing we, we did not arrest a person uh, with a cop on a horse we it, there was actually a person standing on a horse and i think we have a picture of that where he seemed to be smoking a joint at the same
1: time oh what i just like this guy a lot more are you sure <laughs> you sure
0: that's what that is i, I hope it is that's amazing, amazing. is that allegedly. why he got arrested allegedly allegedly that's what he I, did i feel like you can't have a, a horse in a public spot like that well, in kansas city like i thought the same thing I mean, I uh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Might I, not even be his horse, yeah, right? You're right. P. He, he might have stole it. Might have been the <laughs> PD's
1: horse. He's <laughs> like, I'm th- going for
0: a ride. And that I know is against <laughs> the law. That
1: is against the law. So many fascinating things here. Yeah. I mean, first off, it's like, well, how did the guy come to this? Where did he ride this horse from? Yeah. Is he even from Kansas City? Did he like ride it like from 20 miles outside of town? And like honey was like, his honey's like, Don't drink and
0: drive, honey. Don't worry, honey. <laughs> I'm riding the horse in. Well, too, we'll be, be good because there are like a million people around him too. How did the horse get in the middle of all these people? It's almost like because people had to camp out. To be there yeah, and to get right. those spots. Where did the-, the horse shit when <laughs> the time came with all
1: these people around him? It's like, hey, go Patrick Mahomes. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, my shoes are ruined. Yeah.
0: Shit. They camped out. Literally shit.
1: Horse. Literally.
0: And I think we got one more. And you may have seen this video on Twitter. There was a fan in the tree. Jeez, crack kills, man. And he, his, his his rear was out. Like, what? What are you and, doing? And honestly, this was before things went went wrong for him. Because about 20 seconds later, he fell out of the tree and may have been injured. I don't know. Like, exactly. how
1: yeah, That, to me, is that that's, you know, life at low point right there. <laughs> you, you got to get on the tree and show your ass for one. Yeah. Like, come on. It's low for everyone watching, too. Like, that's not a fun moment. You go to a victory parade, you don't you don't want to see that. I don't want to see his no. ass. No, I don't. You're exactly right. And then to be that drunk mm-hmm. and fall out of a tree and then get arrested, I mean, that, it'll be a funny story at some point when he breaks open a bunch of beers yeah. with his friends,
0: but... Uh, yeah, I think I, he's had better. I hope he can get the help that he needs. Yeah, you know, because that's that a guy, bare ass though. It was bare. That it was out. Bare. It yeah. was out, and it was partying. Yeah. Uh, so those are the. Those, that was the parade. I mean, what a fun time! Like, can you imagine? I mean, like, imagine Amazing. a parade with you got beer. It was a little chilly for them, but they had twenty thousand dollar jackets. Not chilly so enough were, to wear underwear. They were fine. All right. So uh, we had before we go. We had not one. But two people. Bam! Request Internet
2: explosion. Requiem
0: for a team. Whoa, 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 I said whoa, I wasn't going to do it on the Forty ers uh, Adam Blackhall, thank you. Yeah. See, so he just said, just listening to the podcast. This is true story. I want to count this as the one tweet. You're Way to requesting. go, Adam. Way to go, Adam Black. you the man. There was another one as well. I think it was from uh, D. Uh, from yeah, you? there it is, D. Geese. I no, love I it. don't know these people. <laughs> I these love not...
1: this. Ahmed Fareed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, at A. Farid. Coming from at A. Farid. No. So, honestly, getting married was the, the best moment of my life, probably. Right, I think answer. having kids was two. All right. And then getting these two tweets was three. Wow. It was very close. You went with the kids, too, though, huh? You're going to go with the wife marriage first? Yeah, because the kids are very difficult. Yeah, It's kind of – I feel like the marriage I don't regret. That's the, the, that's
1: the, uh, the craziest thing I think you've ever said right there. Clip
0: huh? <laughs> that off and send that to Ahmed's
1: wife right uh, there. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you ready? Yes. Requiem for a team. Uh, we were playing the music. Okay, there it is. Okay, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> here lie the 49ers, <laughs> a team whose running game was so dominant That it deserved the day off it got on Sunday. It deserved it, (laughs) right? It's been a long year. Well done, touche. The critique of Garoppolo, unfair. He's got two rings. He has nothing left to prove. (laughs) This is a team with a young core that most certainly will give Kyle Shanahan endless opportunities. To blow fourth quarter leads for years oh, to come. Damn. I'm sorry, it's, you had it's to tough do but, that, but fair. It's to tough friend. but fair. I know. I'm sorry. What an asshole it's you are. It's tough but fair. Yeah. I think it's tough but fair.
1: Okay, I get it. So You're right, we'll and he can handle it. He's making five million dollars a year. <laughs> He's got to take some
0: criticism. <laughs> we 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 lie the uh, 49ers to rest, but the good news is is they're instantly back as our our bobbleheads yep. because it's the off season and everyone's we got the whole squad game. back. We got them all back, baby.
1: My favorite is of course John Gruden, who. Uh Our producer, Matt Casey, (laughs) tried to color this all black in the back end. He's going to try to make it look like Raiders.
0: And you can see he gave up there after he realized it was going to take him 30 minutes to color it. But good move by him. He started on the back. So in case if he wanted to give up, it would not ruin the front. Yes, right. So good, good, good call.
1: Bam! Episode 123 in the book. Wow! Chris Sims on Bud and Ahmed Fareed, you the man, dude. So Always. We're, we're I back. got the week off next week, but but the we podcast. still got podcasts. Yes, I got some interviews in the in the bank. All right, uh, from things I did at the Super Bowl on Radio Row. I think they're worth the listen. First off, me and Dak Prescott have a lot of fun. You got to listen to me and Frank Gore go at it. Frank Gore was pissed at me. That I said he wasn't a Hall of Famer earlier this year. He wanted to fight me on and we had a hug it out on the show. Jake Fromm, who was Jake from State Farm, was doing a thing there. We had a little catch on the field, war- you know, threw the ball together, really enjoyed being around him. Max Crosby, aka Ooh. Jared Allen 2.0. Yeah. And he was on there. And then Tori Cohen, the Hebrew from Chicago. The, the, the Hebrew, number 29, my buddy, Lahayim. We had some fun and caught up. Uh, so that'll those will be the things you hear next week, but I am getting the week off. I'm going to yeah. the Caribbean with the wife and oh, kids. Oh, wow, cool. Don't bother me, all right? I'm going there. Ask. I don't want to hear from you. Enjoy your one week. That's Thank your you. one week of vacation. Thank you. Right? One week you of vacation. Week. Man, this NBC place, they work you hard. <laughs> WNBC. All right, everybody. Peace out. We'll talk to you.